I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 50. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above, which is where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2, where Paul says, set your minds on things above. Here's a quote for today about the importance of where we put our minds, and it comes from my book, actually, called Hidden in Christ. When it comes down to it, living the Christian life is simply a matter of where we set our minds. Every waking moment, we have a choice about where and on what we will set our minds. That is something we are free to do. Having been raised with Christ and forgiven forever, and having Jesus with us in all we do, the primary practice of living as a Christian boils down to what we think about, what we dwell on, what values we keep before our minds what truths or lies we have in our consciousness. Again, that's from Hidden in Christ, page 37. We do indeed have a choice about what to set our minds upon, and setting our minds on Jesus or the things of Jesus is a primary practice of Christian living, hence the need for a podcast like this. Today's thought from above is this. You have a spiritual mirror. Have you ever seen those old 19th century photographs? They're, you know, black and white, actually called sepia tone. At the university where I teach, French University, and where this podcast is produced, there are pictures all over the walls on the main floor of the clock tower building that are pictures from the late 1800s and early 1900s. And there's One photo that I really love, and it's of the French University faculty from around 1910. If you look at these photos, and I'm sure all of you have seen them, very rarely are the people smiling in those old photographs. And one reason for that is that these photos required the person being photographed to sit still for a very, very long time. In fact, in the very first photograph ever taken, taken in 1826, the people in the photo had to sit still for eight hours. Can you you imagine that? I mean... That would be impossible. No wonder they're not smiling, right? You just sit still for eight hours. By the time Louis Daguerre introduced the daguerreotype method in 1839, he had managed to cut down the sitting still time to just 15 minutes. But hey, even think about that. I mean, the next time someone pulls out their phone and says, let's take a picture. By the way, sit still for 15 minutes. I mean, no, no one could do it, right? So no wonder they didn't smile. It's even hard to smile for 15 minutes. Now, I promise that this story about photography does have a point. You just have to stay with me for a bit. In an earlier episode on this podcast, I quoted from the great George MacDonald. MacDonald was a great Scottish writer and preacher in the 19th century. And I just, I love reading MacDonald, and I'm certainly not alone. In fact, C.S. Lewis said of the writings of George MacDonald that he owed a great debt to it as great as anyone can owe which is very high praise indeed. He said of MacDonald's writing, Lewis said, uh, his writings were of indispensable help toward Lewis's acceptance of the Christian faith. 
So he's an important figure on many levels, and I love reading George MacDonald, both his fiction and nonfiction. But recently I came across a quote by him that really inspired me in a way that I haven't been inspired like any other idea in recent memory, and I never really thought about it. But let's, let's look at this quote together, and then I'll share some thoughts about how it's been speaking to me. So here's a quote from George MacDonald. When we think Christ, Christ comes. When we receive his image into our spiritual mirror, he enters with it. When our hearts turn to him, that is opening the door to him, that is holding up our mirror to him. Then he comes in, not by our thought only, not in our idea only, but he comes himself and of his own will. Thus the Lord, the Spirit, becomes the soul of our souls, becomes spiritually what he always was creatively. And as our spirit informs, gives shape to our bodies, in like manner, his soul informs, gives shape to our souls. McDonald continues, In this there is nothing unnatural, nothing at conflict with our being. It is but that the deeper soul that willed and wills our souls rises up the infinite life into the self we call I and me, makes the I and me more his, and himself more and more ours, until at length the glory of our existence flashes upon us. We face full to the sun that enlightens what is sent forth, and know ourselves alive with an infinite life, even the life of the Father. Then indeed we are. Then indeed we have life. The life of Jesus has, through light, become life in us. The glory of God in the face of Jesus, mirrored in our hearts, has made us alive. We are one with God forever and ever. George MacDonald, from his essay, Creation in Christ. I love this quote, and I particularly love those opening words. When we think Christ, Christ comes. The picture MacDonald is painting, it's, it's as if Jesus is waiting for us, waiting for us to set our minds on him. And the moment we do, MacDonald says, Christ comes. But note what he says about Christ coming. It, it's not the idea of Christ that comes to us when, that, when our minds think of Christ. We might think that. We think, well, I just thought of Jesus, and the thought of Jesus came. But MacDonald is saying it's Christ himself who comes to us. Wow. I mean, what a thought. When we turn our hearts to Jesus, we open the door to him. It's as if the door of our heart was closed, and then Jesus, who was outside of us, now is invited in. But when we turn our thoughts upon Jesus, something happens, something supernatural. He comes in. But now here's where it gets really interesting. McDonald said, inside of our hearts, there's a mirror. He called it a spiritual mirror. And when we open the door to Jesus, he enters and his image is immediately reflected on that spiritual mirror. 
okay, so there's a lot happening here. You may be going, Jim, that's a big quote. There's a lot to take in. And so I get it. So I'll take it slowly here. Here's the breakdown of what McDonald is describing. Step one, we think about Jesus. We can do it right now. Just pause and think, think about Jesus. Step two, we open the door of our hearts to him, saying essentially, Jesus, welcome. Step three, Jesus himself, again, not the idea of Jesus, nor even our ideas about Jesus, but the risen Lord himself comes into our hearts. Step four, there's a spiritual mirror in our hearts, and the image, the reflection of Jesus, appears on that mirror. Okay, do you see it? So, here we are. Let's imagine you're in solitude, in a moment of quiet and peace, and you think about Jesus, and you say, Jesus, I open my heart to you. And the moment we do that, Jesus himself comes. Again, not just an idea, but Jesus himself, the risen Lord, comes right into our hearts. And this spiritual mirror that McDonald's is is describing, that's inside of our hearts, suddenly the face of Jesus is reflected on that mirror. Just as when you and I step in front of a mirror, like before there's just a mirror on the wall, and then we step in front of it, and boom, that right at that moment, we see our reflection. In the same sense, there's Jesus right there, right in our hearts. Okay, so let's keep going. Step five. The image of Jesus in our hearts becomes, as McDonald puts it, the soul of our soul. So the soul of Jesus is now giving shape to our soul. And of course, this is right at the heart of Christian spiritual formation. As we often say, look, everybody is being formed spiritually. As Dallas Willard often said, just as everyone gets an education, so everyone gets a spiritual formation. But the question is, what kind of an education, or in this case, what kind of a spiritual formation? A Christian spiritual formation means that we're being formed into Christ-likeness. That's what McDonald is describing. By setting our minds and opening our hearts to Jesus, we open this door to him wherein he enters and his image is now reflected in this spiritual mirror which is in our hearts. So this miraculous and mysterious, dare I say, mystical experience seems a bit alien, a bit foreign, a bit strange, perhaps even unnatural. But note what McDonald says. In this, there's nothing unnatural, nothing at conflict with our being. Let me repeat that. In this, there's nothing unnatural, nothing at conflict with our being. In fact, McDonald says the opposite. This is completely natural. Why? Because the truest you and the truest me is the one in which the image of Christ is reflected in our heart. We often think about the I that's I, or the me that's me, or the you that's you. But McDonald is claiming that our true self is the one in which Christ dwells and delights. Did you catch that there? That's our truest self. McDonald puts it so well. The self we call I and me 
makes the I and me more and more his and himself more and more ours until at length the glory of our existence flashes upon us and we see face to face this image, right? We face full to the sun that enlightens what is sent forth and know ourselves alive with an infinite life, even the life of the Father. So Jesus makes this self, which I call me or I, or you call you or you, and makes it more and more his, and at the same time makes himself more and more ours. And this continues. It continues, McDonald says, until the glory of our existence flashes upon us and we become alive with this infinite life of Jesus, life of the Spirit, life of the Father, which is what Dallas Willard often called immersion in Trinitarian reality. That's what's being described here. We set our minds on it. We open our minds and our hearts to Jesus. Jesus comes in. That reflection right there in this spiritual mirror, Christ is there, and the I that's I and the you that's you, the me that's me, becomes who we were intended to be, the image of God in which we were created. Now, you may be thinking, this is a little mystical for me, Jim. And you may be wondering, well, is this biblical? I mean, spiritual mirrors, you know, is this, is this in the Bible? You know, that's always a great question to ask. Is it scriptural? Is it founded in the Bible? And the answer to that question for this subject, I believe, is yes. Yes, in fact, indeed. In fact, 2 Corinthians 3.18 is an extremely important verse. 2 Corinthians 3.18 is a verse that means a great deal to me. And in fact, it was, some believe, the, the, the favorite verse of Hans Urs von Balthasar. Many of you know I love to study and read Balthasar. Uh, Balthasar quoted 2 Corinthians 3.18, I mean, so many times, almost like, man, Balthasar, get a different Bible verse because he quotes it all the time. But here it is, 2 Corinthians 3.18. And all of us with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. So, St. Paul is describing exactly what MacDonald is teaching. Of course, Paul wrote it first. In what we call the Old Testament, only Moses got to be face-to-face with God. And when he did, his face glowed from the glory of God. In fact, they had to put a veil over Moses' face because he was lit up like a 500-watt bulb. But now, thanks to Jesus becoming human, taking on our form and appearing to us, we, who live in the new covenant, we now can be face-to-face with Jesus. That's exactly what Paul's teaching. The glory of the Lord shines upon us like a reflection in a mirror, and we gaze upon Jesus with this spiritual mirror in our heart. And the same image of Jesus then transforms us into his image. That's exactly what 2 Corinthians 3.18 is describing and exactly what McDonald is talking about. So back to the old-time photos. Imagine sitting still before those old cameras for even if it's just 15 minutes because only then could your image be fully imprinted on the film. That's why sit still, don't move for 15 minutes. In that same sense, as we set aside time to, as McDonald put it, think Christ, the image of Christ is being imprinted on our hearts. And in so doing, 
we become not someone else, but we become truly who we are, truly ourselves, truly the person God designed us to be. So this week, I would encourage you, just set aside some time to be alone, to be quiet. And you don't have to do anything amazing. You can just pause and then think Christ. That's what McDonald said. Think Christ, and Christ comes. Think Christ. Turn to Jesus. Invite him into that sacred space, into that spiritual mirror that you have, and stay there. And the longer you stay there, the more his image is becoming more deeply imprinted on your soul. I hope you join me next week for episode 51. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you'll get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above.